0: All right, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe, where we serve you delightful, slightly intense, but definitely worthwhile conversations. A podcast focused on bringing people together by drinking, listening, and conversing. So grab your favorite drink and let's see what's on today's menu. All right, people, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe. You know, here at the cafe, we always have a conversation centered around the drink. And today I am back on my usual, that is some bourbon, boom with a splash of soda water and I also have some good old H2O for this particular conversation and today I am joined in a cafe by Denise Denise you want to say hello to the people
1: hello everyone
0: all right and today finally oh, you're not going to ask
1: me what I'm drinking I'm about to
0: ask you but before I'm uh, going to rag on you a little bit because you've been using that microphone the last couple of episodes but you never had the microphone turned on And so today you actually have it plugged into... I do. It's the first thing I did.
1: I was like, oh my God.
0: All right. So what are you drinking on over there, Denise?
1: Juice. I'm still in my juice.
0: All right. Still
1: waiting for my updated Peeps Creek cup
0: mug well well, you you will get it when the lord says time all right so today's episode is episode 67 episode 67 is abusive father or birth trauma this is accused guilty or innocent and this is episode three of season two of the show all right so In this particular episode, it's a kind of a touchy subject. It deals with potential child abuse, right? And so it opens up on August the 2nd, 2018, when a phone call and it says Detroit, Michigan. Okay. So before we go and talk about the actual 911 call, because I am from Detroit, that is where I was born and raised, that is my hometown, that is. Everything that makes me who I am. And it kind of annoys me that this particular episode said Detroit when, in fact, the guy is from Harrison Township, which is actually a chartered city of Macomb County, which is why this case was brought in Macomb County and not Wayne County, because Detroit is in Wayne County. So Harrison Township is about 30 minutes from Detroit, but it is not Detroit.
1: Okay. <laughs> why would they put Detroit in the Because
0: because no one knows Harrison Township, and so Detroit will get more bang for its buck on, on the the series. But I don't really like that they use my city for for unnecessary fame. All right, so okay. <laughs> all right, so this episode opens with a nine one one call from a father. Now, when you hear the voice of the father, my opinion is immediately before I before we got further into the episode to kind of figure out why he may talk this way. But the father just sounded like he was disinterested. He sounded like he didn't have any kind of sense of urgency with respect to the kid, but -hmm. apparently his nine month old baby, he called in and said that he was, looks like he was having a seizure. It appeared as if he was just staring out and just not able to focus on anything, just looking at the light. He looked disinterested and confused. And so ultimately, the ambulance came. Nine one one came, and they took the child to the the doctor. Now, when we get from that particular scene, we then immediately go and we meet the attorneys. There are two attorneys in this case: Arthur Garton and Denise Hirschman, because the father in this particular case, Colin Christopher Quint, was charged with child abuse in the first degree. All right, so. Do you want to try to tell the people what kind of transpired once Colin, excuse me, once Connor got to the hospital on August the 2nd?
1: Yes. And just so you know, first degree child abuse carries a life imprisonment. Okay. So do you want me to start on the second or on the first?
0: On, Ma'am, you want to tell the people (laughs) how we got the child abuse from August the 2nd?
1: Okay. So on August the second Connor is at home. I'm sorry, Colin is at home with Connor. And he starts noticing that something is not right. Actually, well, yeah, I'm go- okay, so I'm just going to tell you first how the attorney attorneys summarize it. And then I guess we can get into more details details later. So something something was wrong with Connor. So Colin calls wife Lindsay, they take the baby to the hospital, the hospital evaluates the baby, they sent the baby home, they do a chest MRI, mm-hmm. but they sent the baby home. And now the baby is having seizures, ends up in ICU, and mm-hmm. the doctors find a subdural hematoma, which is brain bleed. Mm-hmm. And because of this, there was pressure on the back of his eyes, which led to retinal hemorrhage and they found an increased swelling to his brain.
0: Okay. And so what was the doctor's diagnosis as a result of that?
1: So the shaken baby syndrome slash abusive head trauma.
0: Okay. And so before we go there, let's look at what that is because we neither one of us are medical doctors. So I am taking this from the Mayo Clinic. There may be other resources where you can get information about that. But essentially what this is, is this a shaking baby syndrome is a serious brain injury resulting from forcefully shaking a infant, or toddler, also known as abusive head trauma, which Denise just said, shaken impact syndrome, inflicted head injury, or whiplash shaken infant syndrome. It says that the shaken baby syndrome destroys a child's brain cells and prevents his or her brain from getting enough oxygen. This form of child abuse can cause permanent brain damage or death. All right. Some of the symptoms that are associated with shaken baby syndrome includes extreme fussiness or irritability, Difficulty, staying awake, breathing problems, poor eating, vomiting, pale or blush, skin seizures, which is what O'Connor had, paralysis and coma. So those are some of the symptoms that the Mayo Clinic has identified as been consistent with shaking baby syndrome.
1: Could you right. read that that bottom paragraph? Which one? Well, sometimes there's bruising on the face, oh, yeah. you may see signs.
0: Okay. Yeah. So while sometimes there's bruising in the face, you may not see signs of physical injury to the child's outer body. Injuries that may not be immediately seen include bleeding in the brain and eyes, which is what we experience here in this particular case purportedly. Spinal cord damage and fracture of the ribs, skull, legs, and other bones. Many children with shaking baby syndrome show signs and symptoms of prior child abuse. Yeah.
1: Cause that was something I was questioning myself. Like Were they too quick in diagnosing this because there were no mentions of any other, you know, signs on his body. So that's why I wanted you to read that, because it does say you may not see other other signs.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. And, and so we now have this diagnosis from the doctor of shaking baby syndrome. And because of this diagnosis, the child had to be immediately taken into protective custody. And in this particular case, both parents initially was charged with child abuse in the first degree. And the child was placed, once he came out of the hospital, the child was placed in the custody of the mother, I'm, excuse me, the maternal grandmother, grandmother which is, um, which is the Lindsay's wife's mother. Um, mother okay so uh, <clears throat> now did you already talk about the fact that the day before there was the incident where they went to no. the doctor okay you, no, talk about you that. wanted me
1: to start on August 2nd all right go ahead so on August 1st Connor I'm sorry oh I get these names because they start with, with the C Colin was at home with Connor and that's when he first noticed that Connor was just his eyes were just fixated So he felt something was wrong. That's when he calls Lindsay at work and waits for her to get home. They both take the baby to the hospital. That's where the baby gets examined for his chest. They figure there's nothing wrong with the baby. So they send the baby back home the next day, which is August 2nd. Colin is still home with the baby while Lindsay is at work. And when Lindsay gets back from work, Colin and Lindsay's mother were outside. They were downstairs where Lindsay is upstairs with the baby. And so Lindsay starts seeing that something is wrong with the baby. And she calls Colin to come upstairs. And so they end up taking the baby again to the hospital. And that's when the doctors say it's the shaken baby syndrome.
0: Now, and part of the, the The problem with part of the problem here is that, from the doctor's perspective is that mm-hmm. they asked the parents what happened, What do you know? And the parents said they did not know. They don't know what happened. And because there was this obvious damage to the to the child's brain and also the the retinas, right? the because they had no explanation for for it it appeared at least it gave the presumption that they were trying to hide something they'd be the parents. And so the conclusion was, is that um, the injuries were, were a result of shaking baby syndrome. All right. Mm-hmm.
1: This is where now, I was confused too. Cause I kept thinking if you guys took the baby the day before, first of all, you know, if, if, if the symptoms that you gave the doctor or the other or emergency room was that his eyes were fixated, why would they do, you know, a uh, picture of the chest like in my head I was like what what does the chest got to do with the eyes
0: because I think there was some discussion from lin is is the wife because I didn't write her name down what is it Lindsay Lindsay.
1: yeah
0: I I think there was some discussion uh, from Colin about an occasion where the baby was upstairs with Lindsay and Lindsay gave this kind of hair curling cry and told him to get up here now something is wrong with Connor and I think it it was something in the sense that he was he was having difficulty breathing. So they took him to the doctor at that point. And so because there was difficulty with breathing, I think that's kind of what they communicated to the doctors. And so because naturally, if the child is experiencing some breath issues or breathing issues, the doctors focus on that, right, of of clearing whatever whatever was causing him to have breathing issues. So I think that's why. Of course, we don't see the medical documentation. We don't know from from the story, from the storyline, but piecing the things together based upon what the, the different versions of it was said between Colin, Lindsay, and the lawyers, that's what I gather.
1: Well, she later on, as she starts talking, she doesn't really clarify to me personally why they would take the, the pictures of the chest, but she does say that, they were a little naive, and so she wishes that they wouldn't have been at that time because since that first visit, the doctors were already assuming that they had shaken the baby or they had hit the baby against the wall. Yeah. So it yeah. looks like the doctors were already thinking, you know.
0: Yes, on the second occasion, at least on August the 2nd when he went no, to the her No, she
1: confirmed on the first one.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess i i don't know i i I guess there yes you could be naive right this is that could be your first child but i i don't know i just feel like i would be i don't know i just i'll just be telling the doctor every fucking thing that was going on with him like so
1: let me ask you this before we get too far but what we know as of right now Mm -hmm. what is your opinion is it Child abuse or abusive, wait, wait, wait. Is it abusive father or birth trauma?
0: <laughs> just by what we just talked about?
1: Just by what you've, yeah, you're just talking okay, about. Okay, so
0: when I first, let me just say it this way. When I was looking at the episode up to the point that we discussed, I felt like someone did something to do.
1: I, I still have not. I could not be convinced up until what we've spoken so far, that this was abusive father.
0: Okay, and so yeah, and, and and I guess that goes to what the defense was trying to say. So part of what the defense was saying is that there were some rush to judgment from the medical mm-hmm. experts right and the rush to judgment with the experts was that they did not obtain connor's birth records or other medical records mm-hmm. and according to the medical records there right now mind you we don't have a, a we don't have his medical provider speaking right the individual right. who saw this but according to the attorneys is that they don't believe that this was shaken baby syndrome they think this is more attributed to birth trauma that Connor experienced when he was very young, because what they said was is that the medical doctor documentation, his medical documentation or history showed that his brain was not developing as with the size that it needed to be. Right. It wasn't filling up like it's supposed to be. So obviously this child Connor had some difficulties, medical difficulties from the get go. Now, what that, what that indicates to me is potentially that, if that's the case, then either either the medical professionals at that time misdiagnosed him or didn't follow up with the proper treatment to determine what can be done to ensure that his brain is begins to develop appropriately, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and neither Lindsay nor Colin indicated anything to me that they had any knowledge about that, about the medical history.
1: It could right? have been that the doctors never even examine the baby for it. So it's just no one knows.
0: Yeah, but no if you have medical records I, I mean, but if you have medical records that shows that at the birth there was this no. abnormality in regards to the birth or the growth of the head or the brain, are you saying that the doctors didn't tell the parents that there was some abnormality?
1: Correct, because all they said was this is the assumption for the attorneys because all they said was one she was an extended labor. And there was an accelerated head growth, which based on studies, it says that 35 percentile of the kids developed that at birth, where the 83 percentile is nine weeks later. So that they're going off on that based on the studies. But all they said about them thinking is trauma because vaginal trauma is only because she had an extended labor And the accelerated head growth. So it leads me to believe that the baby was never checked, you know, because when the babies are born in the hospital, they do that regular checkup, right? Just to see if the hearing, the eyes, the regular checkup, they're not doing a, an examination. They're not taking a picture of the baby's head to see. I don't know. I don't know if
0: I, I don't, I don't know if I fall for that because when Davion was born, they they told us his head is the right size. And when we had to take him up for his month, his month checkup, they examined it to make sure that he was growing, that he was within the proper percentile of growth parts for all of his body parts and internal organs. I mean, they told us that.
1: Yeah, but the baby was two months when this happened. So the babies typically have that, that one appointment after the birth, which is two or three days later. And then when they're going to get their shots, maybe the baby had not even gone to the hospital ever since that one visit after the baby was born.
0: But the way that, okay. All right. I hear you. Okay. <laughs> now, mind you, I didn't like this episode. So I thought this episode would I be did. short, but you said you took a whole lot of notes and you were excited to talk about it. So therefore I had to, <laughs> now I, had that to I'm re- excited. I had to rewatch it so I could try to elongate this episode, <laughs> but Okay, I hear what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. But the way that the lawyers were explaining the medical records, right? Cuz eventually they bring in this expert on looking that's, at the, That's
1: that's where I was fascinated.
0: Okay, so but but before we get there, right? It made it appear to me, at least the 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 the, the lawyers made it appear as if Connor was experiencing some growth mishaps in some form shape or fashion and in other words his cognitive ability was slowed is what i gathered from mm-hmm. the fact that they're I saying that it was birth that. trauma okay what did you gather then
1: oh again all i gathered was that they they assuming right not that they're assuming but to them the doctors rushed to diagnose this shaken baby syndrome, when in turn, it really could have been that birth trauma, because studies. So to me, when they kept saying studies was that they were basing all of that based on studies that they had done. And then when they bring that doctor is where it starts making sense to me when why they keep talking about studies, because the doctor kind of explains it further. But to me, they're going off of what Lindsay may have told them, which is I was in labor for an extended amount of time when the baby came out, because, you know, when the babies are going down, if they've been, you know, there for a very long time, you know, how their heads, you know, grow in that shape. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm assuming this entire time. That's how I took it. They're going off of what Lindsay may have told them. Hey, I was in extended labor, you know. Maybe when I took him to that one appointment, they mentioned something about his head growth, but that was it
0: yeah but but when we meet Connor now, and I think he's what like two at the time or three when we see him three three it's a it's very clear that there are some cognitive difficulties with him because he he can't he can't communicate right right yes, He has developmental he... delays right. He has developmental delays, which is what I understood they were trying to connect it to the birth trauma, and not that it's due to the shaken baby syndrome. Do Correct,
1: s- because of the of the of the pictures that this doctor is now showing you.
0: So okay, so this I didn't, doctor... I- I didn't take notes on the doctor. So you want to talk about what the doctor talked about? So
1: yes. Do we want to talk first about what happened to Colin?
0: No. Let's talk because we're we're still talking about the birth. I mean the, okay. the thing. Because let's talk about it. Okay, let's so this is this Dr. Out.
1: Smith. I think if I I didn't write his first name down, but Dr. Smith, he's a retired pathologist that specializes in medical research. So he tells them that he does believe that, you know, the doctors rushed into that shaken baby syndrome because it could have been that birth trauma, vaginal birth trauma, but he does have scans of the baby's head. I guess Mm -hmm. once they, the baby was in the hospital, they must have taken pictures of his head. And so he starts showing them the scans. So what he shows them first is pictures of the baby's retinal. So his eyes, Mm -hmm. the back of Mm -hmm. his eyes, right? And so there is injury to one eye. But there's no injury to the second eye. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Smith says, How can this be shaking baby syndrome if only one eye is damaged? If if this is really shaking baby syndrome, you're shaking the baby, which means both eyes are getting damaged at the same time.
0: According so to already, studies.
1: According to him.
0: Right. Which right? is according to studies. <clears throat>
1: You can say what you want, but according to Dr. Smith,
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I mean, okay. But rem- I, I, so that didn't, I, that didn't persuade me or, or well, that did to me because it didn't sway he said, me because, because, hold up. Let me, let you me, you know, I get
1: passionate, you know, all oh, right, go ahead. Because what this did he is say? What He said, though, he said, this question has been asked to doctors. How is this possible? How is this possible if you're calling this shaking baby syndrome, only one eye is damaged and not the other responses that they've gotten back from doctors is we don't know how this happens, but from experience, this is what we see.
0: Right. So, okay. So to me, what that is telling me, right. Mm-hmm. Is that shaking baby syndrome impacts and affects babies differently. So, there is no one size fits all approach with the symptoms. So, in, just because both eyes were not damaged doesn't necessarily mean that shaking baby syndrome could not be the cause of Connor's situation. And I'm not saying that it is, I'm not advocating, of course, that it is. But what I'm saying is okay, that's just one explanation that, that studies show that there's no consistency. But studies show that all the time. Take it outside of shaken baby syndrome. High cholesterol, cholesterol, something stupid as high cholesterol impacts people differently. Mm From some folks, it really impacts them to the point that it's extreme. To others, it's not. And then when you go back to the shaken baby syndrome thing that I, let me pull that back up. It talked about mild symptoms, right? Of shaken baby syndrome. And let me pull this back up before I move on to this because-
1: You still haven't convinced me. But
0: okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not convinced one way or the other. What I'm saying is, what you're saying that this doctor brought up, it didn't save the day for me, is what I'm saying. It
1: All did right. to
0: me. All right. And and, and that's <clears> okay, Denise. You can have your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want to be on the defense team over here? You want to ask them if they want to hire no, you? No, no, no. I,
1: I, you know, I, I right, keep but, thinking about
0: things. So here.
1: These things. Oh, All right. I fruit
0: fly. All right. Okay. So here it says, in mild ca- cases of shaken baby syndrome, a child may appear normal after being shaken, but over time they may develop health or behavior problems, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is like we have, we only know about two instances where he went to the hospital. And so the question becomes, was this something that has worsened over time? Right. From 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 when it whatever happened that caused him to have this injury, whether it's the birth trauma or the shaky baby syndrome, what irritates me with this particular episode is that we don't have anyone to come in and say one way or the other that the diagnosis of Dr. Smith or whatever you are saying, the birth trauma that that the the cause of birth trauma or the having birth trauma is consistent with the symptoms that Connor showed, which caused him to go to the hospital that Smith didn't say that. And so that's the point that I'm, I'm I guess long winded way of getting to is that he doesn't, he doesn't rule out shaking baby syndrome. The only thing he offers is, is that it didn't hit both eyes. And so therefore And 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 doctors don't know why it it impacts some individuals in both eyes and others. What are you shaking your head?
1: He he rules out shaking baby syndrome. He said it's Uh, not shaking baby syndrome. Okay, and so what is I agree. I agree with you in regards to there there was no one to come and and basically say, you know, whatever it is that you said in your lawyer terms.
0: My solidity over here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're politically correct, whatever. But there's also no one from the prosecution side giving us a theory of why it is shaking baby syndrome.
0: Uh, They did. They said they communicate they the, the doctors, they communicated with the parents. The parents couldn't give us anything that happened as a result of why he's that way. And we can't deny, Dr. Smith does not deny that there's trauma to the brain.
1: Okay, let's go back. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's go back. Sean, okay? Mm -hmm. As a parent, if you are sitting with your child watching TV, because that's what Colin was doing the first night. Mm -hmm. You're sitting with your child watching TV. Your child is fixated. You feel something is wrong. How are you? That's exactly what you're going to explain to the doctors. What else do you want me to tell you if nothing else happened? All that happened was... I'm laying down watching TV with my child, and my child just didn't seem normal.
0: Yeah, what, but I guess it, I also
1: want me
0: to say? well, I also go to the point that in his nine one one call, he didn't have a sense of but urgency. That's your
1: problem right there, because the doctors did not hear the nine one one call.
0: Well, the the police probably talked to the doctors and told him, "Look, when he called, he sounded like he <laughs> no, wanted they did he, not. He, he didn't want to, He didn't sound like he wanted to get here in a hurry." And <laughs>
1: okay. then the second day is the same issue. You know, Lindsay is the one he's with the baby throughout the you know, in the morning, because Lindsay gets home at 11. But the second time is Lindsay, the one that feels something is wrong with the baby because his leg is twitching. And it seems like he's having a seizure. So again, which is, how is, which, it- is a,
0: which is a symptom of shaky baby syndrome. But go ahead.
1: But again, you you are you are saying that the doctors made this diagnosis because they asked the parents what happened, and the parents just said, "I don't know." There's well, no I didn't reply say that. I said
0: th- I said there's a combination. Run of it things.
1: back, people. When you listen to, <laughs> to this episode, I said it's run like
0: it <laughs> it's a combination of things. It's the fact that you have obvious injuries, internal injuries that this baby has. We can't deny that there's injuries internal. We don't deny we that. Doctor Smith does not Correct. deny that. Right. What he denies is what causes those. What causes those internal injuries? Okay. Now. We have that, the fact that we have these internal injuries, we have symptoms that are consistent with symptoms that's associated with shaken baby syndrome. Then we have both parents who cannot articulate anything as to why they believe this happened. Right. And so you also, I mean, what do you, they what do you go with? They
1: were with the baby and nothing, nothing happened to the baby. It's not like the baby fell. It's not like they can say, "Oh my God, yes, the baby fell from the bed." And after he fell, they can't say that because that's not what happened. The baby was sitting with him watching TV.
0: Okay, but what about this? Let me ask you this. Okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I would have felt better if they actually did say he fell because it's not then about you get, you feeling listen, better. Listen, 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 <laughs> because then we have some kind of explanation about what's going on. Okay. you're telling me two years later. You're pulling out medical records and it shows, oh, oh my God, there was birth trauma from the beginning. And no one, no one has identified any kind of symptoms to show that Con- Connor had some kind of problems, delays, anything. You mean to tell me that his parents cannot articulate that? When Davion was not crawling appropriately, I'm looking he at answered. him and I'm like, oh, let me finish. I'm looking no, at him I'm like, not gonna
1: let you finish what is
0: going on? Because as a listen. parent- I need to know why my son is not crawling appropriate like everyone else. what age I'm do they looking crawl? at that.
1: What age do they crawl?
0: Woo, he should have been crawling and walking around six or seven,
1: and this baby was two when this happened two months. <sighs>
0: <sighs> okay go ahead denise
1: two months you you are talking like you are talking about these developmental delays like the baby was a year old when all of this happened the baby was only two months it's impossible for them to say this baby is is not having developmental like every other child two months
0: all right fine and
1: so the symptoms with with the shaken baby syndrome are diagnosed the same with that vaginal birth trauma subdural hematoma Shaken baby syndrome, subdural hematoma, what is it? Vaginal birth trauma. They are both the same symptoms.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: See why I like this episode? (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Okay,
1: anywho, So Dr. Smith then brings another scan, which is a scan of the baby's brain, you know, inside. Are, Are you okay over there? And so he shows them how there is fluid inside of the brain. It's, It's towards the middle of the of the brain scan. And there's some fluid there. But there's also fluid around the border of the baby's head, like towards the brain area. But the fluid varies in colors. So the fluid in the middle, the first fluid that he identified, that was kind of black the fluid that was towards the border of the head was kind of white. But in certain areas, the fluid will look white, gray, and then black. And so he associates that with blood. Because in general, blood ages or it's the same color. You know, it starts going from white to gray to black, which to the doctor, it seems that because it's going already in so many different colors that means that that fluid has been there since the baby was born and so now it's changed colors basically from white to gray to black hello okay that still doesn't convince you
0: no i just feel like they were trying to come up with a justification why it's not shaking no. baby syndrome no <laughs> okay Let's let let's let's move to the to talk a little bit about. Well, I think we can end this section saying that that we're going to agree
1: to disagree.
0: <laughs> well, no, no, I think you make very valid points, but we do recognize that there was no conclusion, one way or the other, from a medical perspective with this case. Can we agree there? Unfortunately, yeah. All right. So we have no choice,
1: but to agree because <laughs> nothing was ever done.
0: All right. So now let's talk about Colin. Okay. So initially both were, were charged, right? That's the mom and Colin, but ultimately Lindsay, the charges against her were dropped. Mainly I think because the situation that precipitated the diagnosis of shaky baby syndrome, she was not there. It was just Colin. Right. And so Colin is not allowed to be in the same house as Connor by himself. And so Lindsay moved out and moved with the mom because that's where Connor is with her maternal mother. And so Colin gets supervised visitations, very limited with Connor. I think it's a few hours a week or a day or what have you, maybe two. I don't know. They They didn't didn't really mention. They didn't identify that. All Mm -hmm. right. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Colin. So Colin experienced a traumatic head injury himself, right? (laughs) He had a motorcycle accident causing a brain injury, which makes it difficult for him to communicate. Now, when I heard that, right, I thought, okay, I see why on the 911 call, he was kind of slow. But then I realized that injury didn't occur until two years after After. Connor had the Mm -hmm. situation. So at the time that he called 911, I still go back to that point, that he had absolutely no sense of urgency. And that really irritates me in the sense of if you are if you see your two month old baby. Experiencing something that you are claiming is inconsistent that causes you to think something is wrong. I just feel like you 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 would have more urgency. Like the nine one one operator should be telling you, sir, calm down. Tell me what's going on. Sir, where is he? Sir, is he breathing? None of that. It's just I think something is wrong with my child. He was looking at t- I mean, come on now. It it was I still nothing. disagree. Well, you didn't listen to the nine one one call.
1: It's not even because I didn't listen to that. It goes back to what you said. It, for medical conditions, everybody is different. You, you know, I'm going to react to perfect example with with the COVID 19. My symptoms are different from maybe what you experienced, because everybody reacts differently. The same with emergencies, the same when you are put in different situations, or when you are put in situations that are extreme, not everybody reacts the same. So you mm-hmm. can't expect every single person to react the way you want them to react because there's mm-hmm. an emergency with their baby
0: okay okay got it okay what <laughs> else you want to talk about <laughs> what else you want to talk about i got it i mean you're not convinced me on here all right that not, that nine one one. we can that agree to call, we you're will have but your opinion. If, if, if i was the prosecutor that's the first thing i'm going to put on let me tell you let me give but you my open
1: problem when okay. we do these episodes, you have to act as the jury, not I am. the prosecutor.
0: I'm acting as a jury because the well, first right thing right now
1: is, we deadlock. <laughs> because <laughs> so I, hear that, be I hear I hear that
0: 911 call and I'm like, bro, where's your sense of urgency? You you have a well, kid who cannot communicate for themselves. You are a parent. It is your job to communicate to the proper officials so that you can get assistance for your child. And you don't do that. Well, let me ask you this. Yes.
1: What do you think would have been Lindsay's reaction had she been the one to call 911?
0: Oh, she would have screamed probably.
1: Exactly. Do you see how every person is not the same? You cannot expect for her, for him to be screaming like Lindsay would be screaming.
0: But what if he's not, he's, what if, what if he's calm, cool, and collected because he actually shook the baby?
1: Oh my, oh my. (laughs) Well, hey. What if? Prove it to me. Prove it to me.
0: <laughs> well, because
1: <laughs> so far you haven't.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. So, what else you want to talk about in this case? I ain't taking no <laughs> more notes on this case because i Are really you not going to talk it.
1: about what happened with the case.
0: Yeah, but I mean, the lawyers try to do an investigation. Typically, in these episodes, the lawyers always try to do their due diligence to investigate to investigate what happened. The lawyer doing this case. I don't think they get any further than what they had when they first opened. They talked to Colin and they talked to Lindsay. And to me, what Colin and Lindsay offered didn't add anything to the flavor for me. It was the same old, they don't know type of thing. Now, you might have a different perspective, but I don't think they added anything of substance that really changed the the flavor of the situation for me.
1: Well, and this is, again, this is maybe why I feel it was not shaken baby syndrome, again, because- it's like everyone is expecting them to, to say a story, when they're giving you the story, it's just not the story everyone wants to hear. It's not the story that will associate the baby developing the shaken baby syndrome, which in one, right, I'm already 75% convinced with what Dr. Smith said. Mm
0: -hmm. But as
1: we as you and I keep talking, and you keep mentioning things, Now I'm in the eighty-five percent because again, Mm -hmm. you're wanting them to give you a story they can't give you because nothing really happened. So again, was this really something that the baby developed from birth? We won't know because it was never proven to us.
0: Okay, then it sounds like what you're advocating. I think I already said this, but I'm gonna go back. What you're advocating is not advocating. I'm giving my opinion. That there was some kind of medical misdiagnosis, that the doctors at the birth or during the t- process yes. could not did not capture something in enough time, right? To either identify that this could be a potential issue, right? And so that's kind of what I hear you say. That it Correct, is, and it, I could be is biased. Dis- and it's disassociated with the shaken baby syndrome, but yeah, and I could mm-hmm. you you have to. I think you also have to give credit in some regards to the medical professionals who actually examined the baby, not the person who are who's looking at medical records years later. If if they are if they are looking at symptoms that are consistent with a particular syndrome or diagnosis and that's what they go to, unless you can pinpoint it to really some other other medical explanation then i don't know what to tell you right now sure people i have had friends who suffered from seizures right so i'm aware of that right maybe he has some kind of condition that they didn't catch early on and it was the seizures right that precipitated into his delayed cognitive response currently i don't know but no one has told me One way or the other and quite frankly it's the defense job to do that at that particular point because the symptoms align with what the doctors attributed to shaking baby syndrome and so as a defendant it's your responsibility for the defense i think to pull doubt into that and what i hear you say is dr smith who's this retired person who's looking at these studies but don't really bring those studies to really say that birth trauma causes X, Y, and Z. Because when I just looked up birth trauma, it really associates birth trauma to the female, the mother, and not necessarily the child. So my question is, okay, you're saying is birth trauma. Explain to me how that translates to it impacting Connor. Because that's the person in this I will situation explain it to you right who now. was harmed okay he didn't
1: have enough oxygen going to his brain remember she was in extended labor which means that head was stuck that head was not going down that head probably the baby was probably and again everyone listening i'm not a medical professional so i could be saying things incorrectly by all means feel free to correct me in a respective respectful way but To me is the baby was down there. The the baby is being stressed, right? Because he can't come out. She's stressed. She's putting pressure on the baby. Oxygen is not going to the baby. This is why there's C-sections because you can't push the baby. And in order for the baby not to pass away or something, you know, get worse, we need to rush you into an emergency C-section.
0: All right. Okay.
1: No, wait. No, 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 sir. You're not going to stop me because I have to respond to what you said. (laughs) No, I want you to look at baby shaken baby syndrome, because that's another thing they were saying. They're going by studies. What the the symptoms that they are associating with the shaken baby syndrome has not been scientifically Proven. proven,
0: nor has the birth trauma, but go ahead.
1: So my point exactly You And you can't sit there and say that the defense could not prove it because we never went to trial. We never got the opportunity to go through trial.
0: Okay, so here's what I would say to you. I will give (laughs) you that.
1: We're really passionate here.
0: (laughs) I will give you that, right? I will give you that. But remember, the prosecution's job is not to disprove necessary that is birth trauma the prosecution job is to prove that it's shaking baby syndrome now they could have one thing to me one, we one, to one, trial. well one thing that possibly could have occurred is the evidence should have come in or there's i think that the fence instead of focusing on birth trauma without giving me anything relating to birth trauma because they just said birth <laughs> trauma and trying to get there perhaps what the 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 attack should be is listen there's a rush to judgment here because there the concept of shaken baby syndrome, including all of the symptoms and how it impacts individuals, has not been conclusively studied. These are and so doctors who are working to try to protect the child's interest. Because when there is a child who's harmed, particularly one who cannot speak and tell you what happened, then it may be more likely than not that they are going to rush to judgment to save the child, right? Now in my view and in my head, I would prefer them to do that than to place a child in harm's way again and sending them back to potentially abusive home where they they can have even more detrimental things happen to them. So uh, I don't know. I, I I mean that that's just you, where you're, ex- I'm at.
1: you're wanting too much from the defense when we couldn't they are giving you what they worked with to the date because again, we didn't go to trial. So you're asking for something that you don't know if they had it just like i don't know if the prosecution was going to come well, to me well they surely, about the chicken, they, baby surely did,
0: they surely they surely did say nothing didn't they brought this you man don't,
1: you don't know you but don't but know. here's
0: what we do know what we do know what we do know is that they talked about how much they got paid <laughs> which was $30,000 and the money ran out and it, and essentially what they were saying is we really can't withdraw because it would be prejudicial to our our clients so we had to stay on and not get paid like why was that but important? he
1: also said But
0: why was that important?
1: I wouldn't be defending him if I didn't think he was innocent. Oh my God, please! I just think you—you went. We didn't. didn't, We didn't. We didn't need to. We didn't need to hear this episode.
0: (laughs) We didn't need to hear how much money he he got paid thus far, and whether or not the guy can afford it. Honestly, this is
1: this is my conclusion. Okay. And please, can you can you put me just me because I want to tell you what my conclusion is. (laughs) You are just upset. That they started this episode putting there Detroit, Michigan, when it's not Detroit, Michigan. So you were not thinking objectively throughout the whole episode. That's what I really think.
0: Okay. (laughs) Maybe, but I'm still not convinced. I know you.
1: I know you. So I know that that pissed you off. And because that pissed you off, (laughs) you did not do anything else.
0: So ultimately, in this case, there was a scenario where they were going to trial, but Colin wanted a non-jury trial. And for some reason, I didn't do enough research on this because typically the aspect of a jury trial is within the province of a defendant. But apparently the judge denied the request for bench trial. And not a jury and, 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 and deny the request for a bench trial. And there may just be something in Michigan that allows them to do that. And so, you know, every state constitution is different. And I'm not I'm not licensed in, in Michigan and I didn't bother to do the additional legwork work to investigate why that didn't why that was denied. And they didn't say it in the episode.
1: Well, this is what they said, and I don't know if it has to do with it, but I I wanted you to explain this to me. What does it mean that this was the oldest case in the judge, judge's docket? So he wanted to get rid of this case. What does that so, mean? So,
0: yeah, so, and most judges, I mean, every judge has a docket and there are aging histories with, with, with dockets. And remember that a criminal defense has a right to a speedy trial. So when there is a, a case that is stagnant and on a docket for a long period of t- time, time. It's, a, it's incumbent upon a judge to move their cases alone because they also get dinged from that because they control their docket. And so it's important for them to ensure that they're adhering to everyone's constitutional right for a speedy trial and that there are not unnecessarily undue delays. Because if you have too many delays, it could potentially prejudice a defendant. And therefore, sometimes as a procedural mechanism, you can actually get from under a case because of those undue delays, which cause prejudice, prejudice to a defendant. So the, the judge rightfully, wanted this off his damn t- docket one way or the other. Now, I'm not sure the way it came across as if the judge was basically saying, look, y'all figure it out, so get off of my docket. But I'm not sure that's what occurred. But that's kind of what, what was going on there. Because remember, that then sparked the conversation about a plea deal between- No, that
1: came before.
0: The... No, because remember yes. the, the judge, no, remember the judge, they had a conference because he wanted to do the bench trial. They had a hearing for that. And that was denied. And he told them, he told them that they need to work it through to do a plea. Oh, no, you're right. The plea deal was given to them. They went to a hearing, both for the plea deal and the bench trial. The bench trial was denied. Colin decided he was not going to take the the plea deal. But the judge didn't accept that. He said, I'm going to leave it on the table for now. You're accurate. And the plea deal that they had gave gave him at that particular I'm accurate time throughout
1: the whole episode, sir.
0: Was, was two, what, what, what was the plea deal? Second oh, they were reducing the second degree with up to 10 years, but could get yeah. probation.
1: No guarantee, but yeah.
0: No guarantee. Now, at some point in that process, right, Colin says, no, I don't want to do it, right? Then he goes and he talks to his wife and Lindsay basically says, look, we need to get our family unit back together. I understand that you don't want to be convicted of child abuse. Nobody wants to do that, especially when they did not do anything to their child. But our top priority is putting this behind us so that we can work to get our family unit. And so I think you need to take the plea. Right. That was one night. The next m- the next morning, they were going to visit the lawyer so he can essentially, he'd been calling, can essentially say, look, I thought it over. The judge left it on the table. I'm going to go ahead and take it. But. What happened was the prosecution called the defense lawyer and was like, nah, bro, we're taking this off the table mm-hmm. and we're back to first degree child No, um, there's still a second years.
1: degree.
0: No, they took the plea deal off the table. So they was going to oh, continue right, moving right, forward right. with the first degree. And mm-hmm. so at that point, they were moving towards trial. getting ready for trial. And one thing that the, the the lawyers indicated, which I do think is accurate, is that Child abuse cases are very sensitive cases. They they pull on the heartstrings of juries, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons that they want a bench trial, right? Because the presumption is, is that a judge would be able to wade through the evidence and not be swayed by emotion. And so- They were trying to figure out how do you present this to a jury, particularly when we have no true explanation about what happened, right? There is nothing that could have been an intervening episode that could explain it. And when I mean an intervening episode, similar to what you said earlier, falling down, right? If he fell out of his crib, right, that could have explained the mm-hmm. the internal the bruises and yeah. injuries right so we don't have any of that and so we we need to fall back on this tra- birth trauma but we're going to have to be able to explain that vividly to the jury so that they can get the the separation which is which is touchy i mean look at us in this conversation mm-hmm. we, you know mm-hmm. we're going back and forth back and forth back yeah. and forth and i and we
1: still you know, have not you know you you're still in your stance i'm still in mine so you know maybe it would have changed our minds have we seen more stuff coming in from the prosecution side right or maybe the defense taking a different you know route but i'm still convinced that it wasn't shaking baby syndrome
0: Mm -hmm. now now colin so they get ready for trial and so then they go to a pre-trial conference which is essentially a conference for a judge to get ready for trial At a pre-trial conference, you can do many, a multitude of things. You can argue about the admissibility of evidence. You can argue about the the actual crime that the individual has been charged with, whether or not there is sufficient enough evidence to go forward with it or not, right? And so at the pre-trial conference, there are some discussions and we don't get to see the inside of the courtroom because they don't let the cameras in because of COVID, but ultimately the prosecution put the plea deal back on the table at the pre conference and Colin decides to accept that. Right. So he pleads no contest to second degree child ab- abuse, which again faces up to 10 years. And so the next thing would be for the judge to decide what his sentence is. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
0: Now, what is his sentence?
1: Two years probation, eight months in jail.
0: Okay, And we also don't know, with respect to Colin's ability to then reunite with his family, we don't know whether or not his parental rights will be or would ha- is going to be restored at the conclusion okay. of this particular episode. So it looks as if he might have served his time and was released on January 22nd, 2022. I did some additional research on this. But before I go into my additional research, do you want to talk about anything else about what was on the episode?
1: No, no, I think that was, that was all I had.
0: So apparently there's this whole big issue with the prosecutor in that particular case. Uh, And so right now, folks were petitioning to have that prosecutor removed from office and they were petitioning to have him removed from office because there was an uproar in regards to the sentencing for Colin because they felt that the prosecution office was not looking at abuse, child abuse cases appropriately, was were playing them out and playing them out at times or 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 sentencing that were excuse me, that were incongruent with the facts of the case. Now, one thing that we did not hear on this episode, but according to this this news article, Mm -hmm. the boy's brain injuries were so serious, the boy Ben Connor, that he was placed on a ventilator for at least 10 days. He underwent two life-saving surgeries on his skull according to Mm -hmm. a sentencing memo as it relates to Colin. The child suffered from subdural hemorrhages, numerous and multi-layered retina hemorrhages, actual brain tissue injury and neck legative injuries. The memo said according to oh, wow. the wow. And they also said that Colin delayed taking the boy to the hospital, even though he was having seizures, according to the memo.
1: Oh, see had that been introduced. And, and this is one episode that I can tell you. I was not emotional about. Usually I don't like whenever I get something from the court for jury, selection or jury duty or anything like that I'm always like oh my god no because I'm so emotional that I don't know if I'll be able to like you know rash be rational about my my decisions but this is the one episode where I went just based on what the doctors were actually saying yeah but had they said that I would have been like nope
0: Yeah, so this is from May twenty-second, twenty twenty-one, May twenty-fourth, twenty twenty-one, Metro Detroit Metro Times. This is the prosecutor that they are trying to get out for whatever reason, various reasons. But this is where they outline some of outline some of the issues relating to the injuries, Connor's injuries as it relates to the memo that was found by this particular news article. So hearing that, I mean, that's why I'm like I'm not convinced that it wasn't shaking baby syndrome. And but
1: because, but you had that ahead of me.
0: No, I wasn't convinced from the beginning when I watched the episode from the 911. That's call. because
1: they put the Detroit, Michigan in there.
0: All right. So you were not
1: objective. You did not do an objective decision on this one.
0: And so just so you all know, the case is not over. The prosecution okay. office is appealing the decision for, With regards to sentencing, they felt like he should be there longer. Both parties have filed their appeal brief with the Court of Appeals for Michigan, and they are going to have oral arguments on the case as it relates to sentencing. I think it's October the 5th, 2022, so upcoming. So whenever the the Court of Appeals decide what will happen as a result of this, there definitely would be a follow-up, at least some follow-up information in regards to this particular case. Another
1: update that I have, I don't know if you have it. Oh, go ahead. Did you hear about how he suffered the accident? Did you read that? I
0: did not. No, no.
1: So he was intoxicated. He was drunk. He had 0.21 blood alcohol level when the accident happened. And he still has an outstanding drunken driving charge for that. <laughs> yeah
0: but you but you said that it's birth trauma because now, again man, i'm going this based man could, on... this man could have been in his house drunk the baby could have been crying he probably was trying yep. to sleep and got upset took that baby and shook him
1: but again i'm going by what's been presented on this episode
0: that's all i can do okay so now let's ask this question Let's assume for sake of argument that the facts that we've just articulated, that about the drunk driving, as well as the facts in regards to the injuries, were disclosed in the episode. Do you think that would sway you that maybe potentially there was shaken baby syndrome associated with this?
1: Yes. So I would say it is abusive, father. It is not birth trauma. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm telling you, I went based on what this episode was giving me. I didn't go based on I I didn't do any research until after that you texted me and said, oh, I got further info. So I was like, well, let me go in and see what this info could be. And that's when I found, I found what you mentioned about, you know, people being upset. Apparently that prosecutor has some sexual harassment allegations against him as well. Several, like Um, three or four. Mm -hmm. So I started reading that and then there was an article about how Colin suffered his injury, his brain injury.
0: He was drunk. So, you know, some people ask me why like what you know why I you know not necessarily why but the discussion about crime I, I we've been doing it for some time which I really like because I watch ID and all that stuff all day every mm-hmm. day right but I say this every every ep- I you know th- these episodes truly highlight the importance about who you vote in into your office mm-hmm. right people don't want to go I'm not trying to get all political but people don't want to do elections they don't want it. what's the point blah 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 okay agree. local elections are the most important elections because they're going to impact you the most and so this prosecutor had to have been voted in right mm-hmm. and so it's important that people do their due diligence and understand who they are having represent them because these people represent the people right prosecutors represent the people they don't represent individuals and so it's important that you get individuals in there who understand their job understand the import of their job and they have a history of dignity credibility right and the rationale to make appropriate decisions because these are individuals who will decide what charges to bring when to offer a plea when to accept the plea what type of you know whether or not to contest whether or not a person needs to be bailed out this that and the third so it's important to know the individuals that you are electing into your office and you know that include judges a lot of state judges they have to run for office that means people have to vote them in and again you want someone who has the best interest of justice whatever your concept of justice may be if it is that justice is blind Like how it's supposed to be, you need someone in there who has the integrity and credibility to be fair and impartial to render justice. So anyway, I don't know. Well, another thing.
1: No, no, no. Another thing that that I forgot to mention in this article that I found, that law office that was representing Colin, Mm -hmm. they donated toward his campaign.
0: His campaign, exactly.
1: Yes, all three of them. All three lawyers.
0: Exactly. Right. Now did that constitute a a potential conflict of interest for them? I don't know because I don't practice in in Michigan, right? But would certainly, it in Virginia? I don't practice in Virginia.
1: Well, wherever you practice, would it be a conflict of interest? <laughs> what the
0: hell? It may not be a conflict of interest for the defense team, but it might have been a conflict of interest for the prosecutor. And the prosecutor mm-hmm. probably should have given the case to someone else. <laughs>
1: Wow. Right. It's a or sometimes, and, and And
0: sometimes in, in that situation, if the conflict impute, because sometimes there's a conflict that's going to impute to everyone that works there, right? There are, there are conflicts that impact just the individual lawyer, but there are also conflicts that will impute to the entire organization. And since he's the prosecutor and, and arguably he would be looking at and deciding the, the way of that particular office, it might have been a, a conflict that imputed to the entire office and it might have been beneficial for him to reach out to a neighboring prosecutor office to ask them to handle this particular case. But you know, Mm. I don't know. And sometimes with with conflicts, it's not just whether it violates the law, it's whether or not it gives the impropriety or the perception that there's impropriety. So it's incumbent upon practitioners to recognize what those are so that you can make the appropriate decision so that you don't have these type of situations come out. So yeah. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that is episode 67. Episode 67 is abusive father or birth trauma, we don't know from the episode, just looking at it, one of us was on abusive father the entire time. The other one was birth trauma, whatever that means. And then <laughs> when we added the extra evidence, it looks as if we both maybe migrated to, well, one abusive of us there, but the other one took the train over to abusive father. And I'm glad you finally, whether, even though you probably had to take economy to get there, so you got there a little late, it took a little while, <laughs> You got there. And that's the most important thing. <laughs> I All was right. just
1: going based on the facts.
0: All right. So I want to thank Denise for being here once again to have these conversations and, and bringing your opinion. You want to say anything to the people?
1: No, it's always a pleasure.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So you can make sure that you contact us, like us on Facebook at Peeps Creek Cafe. You can reach us on IG, Twitter, and Twitch at Peeps Creek. You can... What? I'm
1: trying to show
0: (laughs) You can view us on YouTube at Peeps Creek Podcast you can go to the website all of the episodes audio and video as well the transcriptions are there that is www.peepscreek.com if you have comments questions or want to be on the show you can send us an email at cafe at peepscreek.com and all of our links to everything is here at cafe.peepscreek.com backslides links. All right. And until next time, make sure that you continue to drink, listen and converse. Peace and love.